Hello, welcome to this Saturday's Augusta Ali podcast. On this today's episode, me and Bernard are going to cover what about discovery, doing the right thing, allowing Marco Briscoe to appear on AEW TV. WWE has reportedly pitched Roman Reigns' match with Steve Austin. WWE made changes to a planned segment for Raw 30th anniversary, and much, much more on Augusta Ali podcast. So stick around. Hello, before we do the recast, I want to get this out of the way. Bernard is out. He won't be a part of this. I don't know what happened. Bernard is not going to be here for the CFL future. I will figure out what's going on. So right now, let's start with the recaps. Okay, let's start with Raw. All right, let's start with the trial of Sami Zayn. So Raw 30th anniversary opened with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart. They're coming out to give a brief introduction to... I mean, brief introduction to the event. They were only on stage for a couple of minutes. It barely ate into the show at all, honestly. Then we got, like, the same recap video featuring highlights of the past 30 years of the show. And, and once we were back in the arena, the, the Bloodlines music hit. And everyone came out to the stage. This brought us to the trial of Sami Zayn. Paul Heyman dressed some ECW chants for the proceedings got started. The wise man ripped into Zane, and he started claiming he has been in the league with Kevin Owens from the start. He even showed some clips to prove his point. He had tried to paint a picture of a man who wants to subplot Reigns at the head of the table. Basically, he Zane wants to castrate Roman, cut his nuts off, somewhat like that. And when it was Zane's turn to speak, he said it was hurting that this was even happening, and everything he had done for the family. Then we got Reigns Tulsa Cola to hit, take him out. He was gonna hit the he was gonna hit that Samoa Spike, you know, that Samoa Spike. Then Jimmy Uso jumped in and then tried to play his own video to help Zayn's case. Then Reigns declared Zayn was not guilty for now. He still seemed upset, but told the honorary Uso to show up the wrong rumble for his final test. So yeah. So segments like this are what make WWE different. This was so well done. It kept the crowd invested. The whole time without anyone throwing a single punch. The, this segment was the best way to start this show. Sports entertainment, pro wrestling may be synonymous with some. But things like this make them a little different. This was pure sports entertainment in my book. Honestly. So, yeah, thoughts about this the Zane trial. It was basically more Zane being accused of helping Zane. Kevin Owens, but Jimmy Jay Uso came for, to save the day, so all in all, it ends all, you know. Alright, let's go to the Usos versus the Judgment Day Raw Tag Titles. So, we were right from the trial of Zayn, yes, that's true, into the Raw Tag Team Championship match between the Judgment Day and the Usos. Since the only one set the belts were on the line, a lot of people tr- predicted a child chain leading to this bout. We got Damian Priest, Uso starting for the teams. They wasted no time getting physical. Jimmy took control first. Like, his rivals able to turn the tables quickly when the fight started spilling out of the ring. Then we had, honestly, we had Raw had the first hour commercial free. This had no interruptions. It was always more durable to follow a fight without having a break in the middle. After that, was really most, it was an enjoyable counter, you know. Neither team dominated the action, so it felt like one of the Usos more competitive title defense in 30 in recent months. Months, however, Jimmy appeared to hurt his leg in the middle of the match and was held to the back by the officials. 
So Adam Pearce said that he can't continue. That we'll have to forfeit the match. Then the title Saints just like he suggested that he takes Jimmy's place, and basically Pearce allowed it since he did the same thing for the Judgment Day in the tag team turnaround match. He and Jay ran into the ring, began beating on the Priest Dom at the near few near falls from the both teams. Sami Zayn Jay hit the one D for the win. This was outstanding match. Also fed into the larger story at hand. Like everything was done just about perfect. And the first hour Raw was Raw was divided to Zane. It was the right call. So yeah, the Usos won. They retained the belts. Zayn Zane helped, but this was dedicated to Zane, and I like his candle work. People say Zayn should win the Royal Rumble. No, like he's not the guy. Cody should win. Like, but neither should win the Rumble. You know, honestly. They want the Rock match, they should go for it, you know? I think the Rock's going to come to the Rumble tonight, I think, but let's just see anyway, you know, honestly? Okay, we got ba Bailey versus Biggie Lynch, the Steel Cage. Before that, we got LA Knight coming out to talk about his upcoming match with Bray Wyatt. It was interrupted by, by the Undertaker's music for Return to American Ballast theme. Knight tried to leave, but Wyatt blocked his path while holding a lantern and music. His music began to play, grabbed him by the throat. Like, Taker grabbed him by the throat. Wyatt stared the dead man down until Taker tossed Knight to him so he hit the sister Abigail. He whispered something to Wyatt before leaving. So this dead man segment, Wyatt, was pretty good. It like a, it's like a passing the torch at some moments. You know, honestly, yeah, passing the torch. As we talked about next, the next match saw Bailey battle Lynch inside a steel cage. It was short because they didn't cut time. So Dash Critical around first show cut the break. Dakota Kai Sky attacked the man before she could get into the structure, getting the role model advantage for the contest. All three women basically were locked Lynch in the cage. Triple team until Purse came out and cut the lock with bolt cutters. So the match ended honestly not happening. It upset quite a lot the crowd a lot. Honestly, this should have been the main event. Like, this was the first women's steel cage match. It should have been a nice symmetry to put this one in the same spot. Then, honestly, then this was done, wasn't done. If it was done, it should have been received even worth it. Even it was the main event, you know? Honestly, yeah. Anyway, Sweet Poffins and Seth Rollins versus the Imperium. Diaz Carnegie came out for the segment before. They were joined by, joined by Imperium. Carnegie's, like, Substitute for Billy Gunn, you know why. Got the redone right act by honoring the match. Said the right legendary group had to leave unless someone wants something to do about something about it. Nobody ideas have felt the challenge, but Seth Rollins answered the call. Montez Ford, Angel Dawkins, then they came out to join his team. Make this a six-man tag match. The Visionary and the Giovanni Vinci's are the teams. This ended up being fun for a relatively tame six-man tag match. Like, everyone had their chance to get in. It worked for a couple of minutes. The main showdown between Rollins and Gunther. The action was definitely picked up in the commercial break. Saw some big dives, a few cool double team spots. Rollins got the winner of Don Stomp to Vinci. So as well as the Street Profits won, this was a pretty great matchup, you know. Honestly, it has something you want, something you need. Uh, we got a short matchup with Brian Cavalier. <laughs> Like, Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville. Like, Charlotte Fair came out in direction for, with, from her father, Rick. She was interrupted by Bianca Belair, later by Sonya Deville. Led to Deville and Bianca Belair at a singles match, you know. The match started after break, and SWA took control right away. 
She talked to DeVille for the forum MMA fire was able to turn the tables. She had the upper hand for the next few minutes, but the Raw Women's Champion held the grabber for the KLD to get the win. Like, most of this bout took place during the commercial break, so we missed a lot of action. It was fine for what it was, but not too memorable. So, yeah. So, basically, Bianca Belair won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was basically like that. Like, the match was... How should I put it? It was pretty much... It was boring. No one cares about that match. All right, we got the Austin Derry versus Bobby Lashley, U.S. title. After a little quick segment with the Miz, Kevin Owens, Austin Derry made his way, went out for the main event to battle Lashley for the United States Championship. So early in the night, MVP approached the Almighty again, trying to restart the business relationship. So the possibility that MVP or Moss show up looming and over and over and about. Lashley pushed Derry to the corner, immediately started dominating after him. The ref started the match. He looked like he was going easy road back to the title at first. Eventually, the champion was able to turn things in his favor by using his signature to spray Lashley in the face. And the show went down. Brock Lesnar arrived and came to the ring right at the almighty put theory to the table. So, yeah. The basic corner hit Lashley the at five that grabbed theory to do the same thing, but he dropped on time almighty to get the cover and win. This was a decent match. It was predictable how everything would go down. The crowd popped for Lesnar, so it was interesting <sighs> to see the WWE Universe size with an eventual rematch. Like, also, Derry won the main event, so yeah. Like, I want to go further. Yeah, the Lashley Broncos, they're going to do it again at WrestleMania. I see this happening. <laughs> but basically, in my book, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it would matter if it happens. Like, it would ha- matter if it happens, but anyway, I don't know. Maybe if if you get nothing, like, like if you would think that, if you think about it, like, maybe something to it, but anyway, it's what it is. So, yeah. All right. All right, here comes the Dynamite recap. Let's go to it. Match cards. We got the main event memorial match. Jay Br- Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. They do it for Jay Briscoe. This is a memorial episode for Jay Briscoe. The TNT Championship match, Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews. Brian Johnson versus Brian Cage. After Andrade and Ricky Starks versus Jericho Guevara. Ruby Riot versus Tony Storm. Jungle Hook versus All Eagle Matt Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. We got the Family Therapy featuring the Guns and Unclaimed. Jericho Guevara versus Ricky Starks and Andrade. Andrade. Yeah, basically I'm saying the same thing. Let's start with them. The Jericho Appreciate Society looked to stop the Prevail Bleeding Knights opening contest at Jericho Guevara Battle Pesky Achadrade Absolute Ricky Starks and Knights opening tattoo contest. So it was aired with Gary Garcia's perfect tie in affairs to help heel score the take the victory. A solid opener with great action participants, including a manner that made sense. Jericho shoved Garcia to support your role, forcing him to learn underneath Guevara. Chas to losing to Andrade out Rampage and Ms. Garcia, who's an difference maker. You rock Andrade with Floyd, the baseball bat, allowing the Spanish guy to pick up the fall. So, honestly, the win broke the heels, losing streak, losing streak while protecting the Red Hot Starks, easily the most overguided entire show. He's a star, it's about that. Honestly, it's a bad time. He's real like one. So, cool to Andrade, who does not have fractured experience, the guys were in the ring, but rarely appear overwhelmed out of our place. 
So Jericho Guevara got the win over a And Starks. So yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm gonna go further with this. Like, is Andrade a future star? Yes, he's definitely a future star. I see that in the making. But right now, Ricky Starks is red hot. He needs to be capitalized and definitely needs to be capitalized. And it's the same same thing. TNT Championship match, Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews. Making the four title defense of a TNT Championship and in many weeks, Darby squared off with House of Black's Buddy Matthews. Following a chaotic brawl involving Sting, Malachi Brack, Brady King, Ortiz, the champion challenger saying similar to a damn good back and forth matchup. Matthews scores near several near falls, exploiting the exhausted jet lag Allen experience following a flight from back from Japan, but could not keep the champ down. Allen scored the win off the cover drop, but was immediately threatened by Samoa Joe who, by video who promised that winning the TNT title was the biggest stake of his of his career, basically, basically his whole career, Darby has his whole career, so the anti-hero's life, something like that, same. so here's my thing, Alice developed one of those constants, when his constant, constantly greater ring output, not everyone would like his style, but there's no denying quality of work, he has mastered the formula for a fact that big versus little matchup, and showed it here, this is the first little real opportunity to see Matthews perform in a singles match setting, Excellent. This is a throwback to the Cruiserweight Championship match we had back in WWE when he absolutely steals shows with Sam Alexander, Fasali, and others. So, and honestly, the post-match promo from Joe suggests the feud with Al is not over. Given the fact we saw the particular pairing work consent of matches against each other back in the back at the of Cauldron, it's probably the one we don't need to go back so soon. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But before, prior to that match, before that, there was gonna be a, there was a fantastic video package paying tribute to the late Dre Briscoe, a tough and emotional witch for sure. Honestly, it's for sure a tough watch. Now we go to Juggle Hook versus Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Southern unemployment of the firm after a loss. Somebody said go back. Matt Hardy partnered with All Ego, Ethan Page, a battle Hook, Juggle Hook, a team of FTW champion Hook and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Page's mind proved Empress and it was the eagle that cost Hardy the victory despite his partner being in a position to bring him home the win. Hardy tried to participate on Perry, but Page called him out, trying to win himself, and wind up taking the clutches of the snare trap instead. This was a fun match the team of Hook and Perry and a lot of fun. One cannot help but think this is a waste of both guys. Hook as an aura and him as a no-nonsense ass kicker shoving in tatty nonsense. Nonsense that some negates that Perry Cassari got out of the long term tag match. Should highlight a singles competitor. Again, Hook Jungle Hook defeated Hardy and Page. In a pre taped segment, the acclaimed, the guns, and Billy Gunn got together for some family therapy. It was rather bland segment that did nothing before the feud, made little use of the termastic tag champs. So, yeah. Anyway, elsewhere, we got Renee Paquette interviewing Hangman Page to express a desire to knock her husband John Moxley out in day 10 next week. We are you to erupt in a match between him and Page was made for Friday's Rampage. Honestly, Brian Danson versus the machine Brian Cage. Let's go to that. So, a week ago, NJ had paid Brian Cage to break Brian Danson's arm Wednesday night. The machine set off to do just that, squared off with the American Dragon. 
He may have not succeed, but it was not for lack of trying. The big man targeted Darius' arm and left arm with the offense, working him through the break, maintaining control to a spiritual comeback by the baby face by Superplex. Yacha testified down the stretch to alert Danielson scored a roll up and stacked Cage up for the win. After the match, the machine beat dancing down for a manager, marched to the ring, grabbed a steel chair, Cage wrapped the weapon on Danielson's arm shoulder and sent him to the steel post. For much more damage could be done, Kanesuke Takahashi is a save and the world champion is great for fending up Cage. Not only give this dance an injury to overcome, he wants to win the world title, but also set the stage for Takashi NGS showdown. And it's pretty damn exciting, honestly. The, the Takashi NGS issues began with later insulting promo on the young Japanese competitor and continue on here. Rather than allowing their previous interaction to the doorway, meaningless one, Tony Khan has positioned Takashi as someone to watch as a potential NGF opponent. If there is any negative, is that Will Utah's dance his teammate in the Blackpool Combat Club as Claudia Casanoli, but neither came to aid of their friend. So what it means when their faction remains to be seen. It is difficult to be find fault with the inclusion of Takashi as an ally, potential president of dancing. So honestly, after the as for the match, it was a ton of fun. It showed a lot of talents of the underutilized cage. So that's a Devin. Alright, he goes straight to the Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho. A week after Joni Saria and a beatdown Willow Nightingale, Tony Storm battled the one who came to her opponent's aid, Ruby Soho. Storm dominated the action when it appeared that Dalton Tattoo Bayface would mount a comeback. She faked the injury and allowed her to lure Sue into a trap. She looked up in Sword Zero, but Britt Baker originally scheduled to the match to be removed because of the injury, provided distraction, and Soho capitalizing it. Winning with Destination Unknown. The idea of coming women versus AEW Originals is a appealing one. Thus far, it, it's perfectly played out. Perfectly. Yes, the heel tip for Storm and Soraya was something rough. It was aligned with how fans were reacting. Rather than risking resisting, Khan made the call to go in that direction and saves the competitors themselves from frustration of unintended fan reaction. So, Soho's promo for the match did a nice job establishing her motivations, but it may need to be more of a Hilton tease or a reminder from Baker that she came from the same place as Soraya Storm. There are enough moving pieces and story threads to do some fun special with this storyline. So, Soho Storm has a solid match, really physical stuff in the latter. It would be great to see what they could do on the pay per view without the eruption of commercial break. So, yeah, so defeat a Storm. And it was pretty much. Now we go to the main event, the tribute show match. Burke Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. So, pro wrestling is, is what it always been, is best when it's mostly real. It was nothing more real than the main event of Wednesday Dynamite and matching our late great Jay Briscoe. Brother Mark Guerrero for his friend Jay Lethal. Promotion is a high tune of chorus stories Ring of Honor paid homage to the most influential beloved wrestlers of the time. That was great. Crowd was appreciative of us with it, but enough can I set up Briscoe what it accomplished here. Eight days after the investigation, the timing of his brother, a man who shared both his personal and professional life with him, only set the foot in the circle, but delivered a special showing as a guy in lethal who was pretty emotional from the get go. So the mental toughness and the part of this man. Probably through all the heartbreak, sadness, doing what they did on personal wrestling, telecast and they Show Raw-sparing the play-by-play -play, such a match is conventional, but the Briscoe won in the most fitting way imaginable. His brother's famed Jay Driller, you know. So concerning one so great feels very shallow, but for the sake of recap, 
it earns it earns my little Monty. You know, if you're not mostly spent watching Briscoe Lethal giving their name, na all in the name of a man they love, legacies are tristly tied to certainly were at the locker room and beyond to the stage on RJ. We have Mark standing out, tall, the RH Women World Tag Team Champion belts. He had brought us hell for 313 occasions, held overhead. Most fitting conclusion to the night, one of the most rarest moments, most stand to the test of time. This was a battle night for AEW. Tony Khan, his team, and the rest who filled that screen in the closing moments of the broadcast should be proud of themselves, but most of all, Mark should forever carry on the brother's legacy in most difficult of times. So, Mark Briscoe defeated Lethal. So, the post-match, we saw a brace of ponies, excluding the respect not for each other, but for Jane, everything three of them have been through as the pillars of ROH. So, yeah, this was Dynamite Recap. That was a great show, a great tribute to Jay Briscoe. I got chef's kisses. So, yeah. Okay, we got SmackDown recap. Let's do that. Let's go there. The match card is Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa, Rey Mysterio versus Karen Cross, the Tag Championship Tour semifinals, the Tag Championship semifinals. So yeah, let's go with start with Rey Mysterio versus Karen Cross. Prior to the match, during the Bloodline arrival to the arena, Sami Zayn thanked Jay Uso for having his back Monday and vowed to have him moving forward. This is fight being ordered by Roman Reigns not to be in build tonight. In overconfident. Karen Cross on the hallway Friday night. The Undersmith the legendary Ray Mysterio, will not end favorably. Despite the dominant future first battle Hall of Famer with size, strength, advantage, and withstand his trademark with 619 finisher, Cross lost his ego to Uman as Mysterio counter power sign attempt to a fix roll up for the win. The match was on the short side with most of it taking place during the break. It was solid enough. Mysterio winning feels like means to propel the feud onward. But one has to wonder, why are you going to see the creative booking relation decisions reflect Triple's belief in Cross? So thus far, he's been fairly consistent involved in significant programs, but yet to be developing when anything. This not helping that perception, unfortunately, and the question becomes whether the eventual win come too late to win the audience over. However, that's not the case because he is potentially a top-tier hero or on Raw or SmackDown. He just needs a steady career behind him to go along with his presence and unique presentation. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we got the parade of interruptions. The USA champion, Austin Theory, hit the ring to cut a promo on Saturday's Royal Rumble match, bound to win a headline WrestleMania. The new day interrupted, followed by the men's ultimately body, Mashley. The Almighty made a quick work. Everyone before cut him his promo, calling out Lesnar after the money's attack. The Beast leaped over the guardrail attack. Lashley drowned at five, revealed he would compete at Daughter and his namesake. Bound. It's not necessary. A surprise loser will appear in a Rumble match. In fact, he normally feeds on a pastor of A1. It does enhance the match star power, actually, before the platform, him and lastly, the advance of feud. So, so yeah. And then we got a little Lacey Evans versus Jamie Lure. Lacey Evans once again created Raid herself. If Rise of Direction to Education, the back to basics characters are really not fit or better in those last couple of incarnations. Like Evans dominated competition, ultimately tapped the lure out of the, to the Cobra Cutch for cutting a generic kill promo when she vowed to win the Royal Rumble. So there was nothing wrong, really wrong, wrong here, but just some nothing that leaves on the character screen. The main viewers think, I, mean, I can't wait to see where Evans goes in there. This is not her fault. She's been damaged by inconsistent booking and sent to shoehorn her into different gimmicks. Nothing has worked. 
as well as the sassy Sutter Bell character for damage proves irreparable. So it may be in best interest to return to that gimmick. So honestly, yeah, Lacey Revenance is like a damaged goods. See, like damaged goods? She's a blonde, but damaged goods. Yeah. All right, go to the semifinals of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Contendership. Prior to the scheduled Tag Team Championship Contendership match against Shades, the Vikings Raiders, Eric and Viber attacked the men that eliminated him last week, leading the Scottish Irish babyfaces lying the status about doubt. So the Adam Peters revealed that the McIntyre Shavers are out their place on Bar Show and Ricochet. Actually, the authorities of Ricochet did the most of the heavy lifting, provided the majority of the ring work for Hot Tag Sherman Park to come back, culminating in a monster among monsters, scaring the wind with a monster bomb. The idea that McIntyre Shavers gave up their spot tournament is ridiculous. It insulted the tournament itself. Nothing else because just that the tag titles are secondary to getting revenge on Erica Ivar. So it, it, it's such, honestly, it such negates, negates everything the competition about is about. Nay, it was not intention, perhaps Pierce loved the explanation. It was not great at all, in my opinion. Sherman and Ricochet feeling at least it makes sense, given the history hit role, but again, why the team that never in the turn to start with a lot entering the semifinals is dumbfounded. Given other two teams are inside a bracket, the finals is likely a badass, but it should not exist in the first place. So thankfully, the match we got was at least solid enough. You know, I. So this is LA Knight talking to us. So LA Knight mocked the original creation of Bray Wyatt character, complete with stray hat, torn shirt, for cutting a promo on his Mountain Dew pitch black match opponent. Wyatt erupted at the time for takeover was over, and rapping with an honest line about lights going out. Uncle Howdy appeared in the skybox to wrap out the segment. This added little to the build of Saturday's match, but it did one thing about the fact that reiterating that, that Knight is an absolute star, it should not be a stature on WWE Perman that ending with what would likely be a loss to Wire Royal Rumble. Given all these things, essentially, eventually the microphone's involved because he's the guy can't get anything over. Anyone who seen his work, day back to like Drake knows that much. Why is the star in his own right? We more than Okay, and once this program comes to an end, Night Throw has really jumped to the screen on, should earn itself and exposure as a result. So, yeah. And then we go to the SmackDown Tag Team Champion Semifinal, another one. Del Sol, Lil Del Sol, Fantasm, Cruz, Del Toro, and King Wild Battle, Piron's Divine Vance, and Ludwig Kaiser in the semifinals of the tournament. But the, the duo dominated throughout the commercial. Focusing on attack a while, the hot tag del Toro allowed Lilo del Fantasma rollate or gorilla press them and Vince on top rope. Pyramid Bomb earned the former NC Ted Champions a hard fought victory. This was a vastly superior match to understand foul great action. All that. Del Toro in particular really signed late, had a crowd behind, fighting inside the stats and villains. A pair of winning was fine, but instead of a match with Strowman and Ricochet has been overdone in recent months, including a miracle on 34th Street Fighter should have ended over back over holidays. The other officials should examine the idea of Lego Dallas being the baby faces moving forward, nothing else. This was great here. The idea of Vega the baby faces retaining the same as it would be a chicken. It's a scene in the role late NXT run, so we know it's not a tall task. Let them run on the side of the roster again. Viking Raiders, Imperium, Mosletos, and others were results of great lingering work, while Santos Escobar could thrive too. You know, 
So now we go to the matchup. Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa with the Osus bar for the arena following backstage confrontation. The Blood Life forces Solo Sokoa forced to go alone and look to smash with Kevin Owens. And ahead of the prize right on the championship match in the Royal Bubble. So we thought. Later in the match, Sokoa apparently near defeated defeat. Some is saying holding up the Gara made the save, painting the center and arena floor. His ward arrived Super King, the big man. Quickly focused the attack of Owens. The number one contender fought back to deliver a power bomb on the combat table and stabbed to the crowds. Owens stood tall but looking at the camera cutting promo as Ron Rumble Pullman. Spartan's name was further punishment. Ready the question Where does this honorate Us stand? This was a good match, physical fight. Owens can serve a ton. Lance Cola show up. By the time Zane and Vernon came in the match from the, the, the angle, it accomplished everything. It helped to prove that Owens' toughness left fans. Question, where was Zane Elijah's live? Are we there to Owens or the bloodline? So maybe this is more complicated than that. Nate's allegiance would lie only with Jay at the point of the events of Monday night. The fact there are different possibilities enter Saturday shows it as uh, the tree to the Colotes besides otherwise for a going conclusion. So one thing's for sure. The more psychology is the where we guy that Owens, the better he is. I've seen a long run, most likely to succeed in a very role and find himself in. So, yeah, SmackDown was pretty okay for a show, but we don't know why, so it's what it is. So, let's go to the right page to recap. Adam Page versus Wheeler Utah. The bell rang, Utah exploded out of the quarter draw kit to Page off his feet from the moment the fight was on. What followed was a highly physical battle between two young guys who were both. The side top of the games, Paige had the small size advantage, but not nothing huge difference. Support is memory really match. Need a competitor with control more than a minute or two. You know just a single standard spout as they were fighting for title on the line. Even though Champions lost none title matches in the right deal. No one was surprised when Hangman scored the win. He just defeated John Moxley recently. So it would have been a weird booking decision to have lose at least a certain member of the BCC. So using Moxley own paragraph shift to score the win with a nice touch to end the match to keep the feud between Moxley and Hangman going. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we got the best friend that has the most lethal, Jerry Singh. The second match of the night was a trios bout with Chuck Taylor, Trent Barretta, Don Hansen. Taking on Lethal, Jarrett, and Singh. That has a best friend. Got to do some comedy spots for Singh. Singh will return that moment is a team's favor. The big man was doing usual giant routines, no selling almost everything. But considering the giant difference between his opponents, it was appropriate. The match had a handful of great moments as a whole. Somewhat forgettable. It was designed to still show. It was all he needed to do was give Jarrett Lethal Singh a victory and just did that. Singh and scoring the pin for his team over Dahasa after Double J used the Golden Globe from his stolen from Paul Walter Halzer to hit him behind the rest back. So yeah, this was a pretty much a dull matchup, but it was necessary to continue on with the show. And, you know, somewhere. Power Ops House versus Tony Mudd. 
Hobbs made his return to the ring this week against a man by the name of Tony Mudd. He beat his opponent around before hitting a torture rock slam for the easy win. This was simple, but was high design. If a squash match should be included, this is the way to do it. it doesn't mean to be good, it was to be effective. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. Effective. There was also before promos building up, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jamie Hayter versus Emmy Sakura. Let's go to the main event. The AEW Women's Championship was the main event of the sh- week's show when Hayter battled Sakura in an untitled bow. Sakura has never been booked on AEW television on a consistent basis, but she has appeared many times on Dark and Elevation. She has a long history of Japan, well respected in this business. For any wondering why she gets so much match with the champ because she has earned it. Hayter tried to stop some dominance early on with the show power, but Sakura was not able to go bound without a fight. She got right back on her feet and took a champ out of the ring. The match had a great pace and allowed both women to look like tough competitors. There was a lot of fun. Definitely made Sakura look better than she was in the AEW ring. The champ was able to overcome some of her opponent's biggest moves for hitting the Haterade for the win. So honestly, the main event rampage for a women's match was pretty good. It was so impressive. It was pretty nice, you know. It had a, a big boost. So basically, it was getting good. Mm-hmm. It had a great main event. So Rampage was okay. It was a good main event. Good paper. Good show. So yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically like that. Now we go to the news. Right about. Let's get to the news anyway. All right. Let's get to the news. Sorry, I'm a little confused right now. All right. Let's. Okay, apparently, all right, Whataburger Discovery reportedly is, well, we'll file out our Brussels appear on TV. So, apparently before then, the the firm, the band was firm on Jay Briscoe way before. They were very firm before. Like, it was a lot of talk about the hypocrisy with Dan White's power slap, WBD involvement, you know. The tragic part was Jay Briscoe's passing, like, they like Warner Brothers didn't care, but eventually they they conceded and realized it was a bad look. So they allowed Mark Briscoe to wrestle with Jay Lethal this week. So a victory for for Warner Brothers. But there's more to come to talk about this. I will talk about it. But right now, let's go back to another news. WWE reportedly pitched Roman Reigns match to Stone Cold Steve Austin. WWE apparently made Stone Cold a huge offer to wrestle Roman Reigns. Stone Cold Austin made his in-ring return in the 20 years of the last year's WrestleMania when he faced Kevin Owens in the main event in 91. The match was great timing, positively received by basically all fans may want to see him back again. As we get closer and closer to WrestleMania season, talks and rumors of a possible Stone Cold match have begun to circulate with fans, fans, the booking opponents, but one of the biggest stars in WWE. So, in the new update from Fight Select, they were appointed WWE very quietly made an enormous off money offer to, to Steve Austin for a major match with Roman Reigns recently. So, the Fight for Select learned that the pitch was made in, in tremendously for a huge opponent for Steve Austin, which Fight for Select told Roman Reigns to at least Austin Camp approach for possibility of happening with such a enormous amount of money. Where on Austin will accept the offer, it's safe to be seen with general last year's wrestling performance and how huge of an icon he is. He will be a great addition to any show if he's around. So honestly, yeah, that'd be a good way. And here's another one. W reported made changes to this week's Monday segment for Raw 30th. We saw last this week Monday celebrated 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. We had multiple two the legends appearing across the show. Some of the names that got planned were Hogan, the Opus, the Opus, Dibiopsity, 
Flair, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, among the others. Then PW Insider provided a major update. There were going to be plans of Alpha, Sinka, Rikisha, Samu. There was a follow-up that there were plans changed that led to the trial of Sami Zayn. So it was dropped because apparently Rikisha had injuries. They were somewhere going to make it, so they had to do the trial of Sami Zayn. So, you know, honestly, it's not that bad. So, it, what it is, it happened, it is. Alright, Thunder Rosa reveals to be back on Royal AEW TV. Is it a ring ring return yet? So, Miss Rosa asked him on TV since silent injury back in August as of last year. So, as a result of the injury, AEW introduced an interim AEW winner's title. That'll eventually become the undisputed title once they confirm Rosa will be on and longer than the company initially expected. So, appearing on a recent episode of Busted Over Open Radio, Rosa revealed that while it's currently unknown that she'll be returning to the ring, it is unexpected to be back on the road either relatively soon. Since we're about AEW, I'm going to come back on the road soon. Not the rest of we're going out on AEW, showing face, be around stuff. It's nice to everyone see how the plans unfold. So, this week's episode, they Dynamite saw Tony Storm's red turning heel on Willow Nightingale and Ruby Solo, some potential homegirl versus AX WWE feud. Thus, Rosa could potentially play a part of the AEW side of things. As we wish always, we wish Thunder Rosa all the best with her recovery from injury. We'll aim to provide, we'll provide any updates as we hear more, and they hear more, or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Media issues are reportedly behind Kenny Omega's recent absence from television this week. So, this past Wednesday's Wednesday's episode of Dynamite saw Briscoe defeat Jay Lethal in the main event in a match honoring the legacy of late Jay Briscoe. After the match, the AEW locker room emptied out to play their respects to Briscoe. Although no one noticeable asset was the AEW EVP Kenny Omega. Fight for Slack provided an update on the reason behind Man's absence reporting the IWGP US champion is currently dealing with visa issues and thus couldn't make the show. We were told Kenny Meng wanted to be there, but has been battling visa issues. Etienne has been scheduled to be backstage at the show. Then Melser provided further clarification on Mega's situation, knowing that he wants to be there for honor his friend, was unable to. So, Omega is expected to be available next week. Daima, those in writing has been confirmed. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Omega is out because of visa issues. He'll be back next week. So, I see him coming home return television as soon as possible. So, now, WWE reportedly ditched Banger Bros' name after finding out about Bang Bros. So, Shayna's Magatari been in Tyler Time in WWE recent months. Their pair has been classic matches together, rivals, put their differences aside, team up, particularly. Sheamus had a career renaissance of late, often saying he has a banger after banger. Matches what led to the Irishman team in time being labeled the Banger Bros. Although, understandably, this caused quite a stir online. A large portion of the Porsche fans and those similar to Team and Adult website began to joke that Magatari Shayna's and leaned on Twitter. Hilarious is the company we're not aware, like, they've written, Russell Zerber, WA dropped the tattoo name upon finding out about assistant namesake. So they did drop the name after, it was an after a portal company, so it's what it is, but you know, honestly, it's, I don't know what that means, so, yeah. So, it's maybe joke is funny, but it's some movie disappointing, name doesn't exist, but, mm. As for the pair, the pair advanced to the tournament. They were beaten down by the Viking Raiders. 
Yeah, they're out. So they're not going to be here this, for the team, for the tournament. So, yeah. And we got MLW reporting sent a sister deceased runner to WWE. Like, so the past Monday, we saw a for legislation. So apparently this this letter was about what MLW got upset with stars were going to contact to come to the 30th anniversary. It was basically a cease and desist order by Court Bauer, you know. Honestly, it was like something that WWE was supposed to come, but it was a cease and desist letter. So, you know, honestly, it's what what we do and and how we realize, like, you know, no, uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. We're going a little poorly on TV, AEW TV, due to an injury issue. Oil is on AEW TV since summer 28, New York's edition of Dynamite last year. He was under successful attempt to match the title. It was clear work to the match and Warlow suffered leg injury. Someone joining attack Warlow post match cut off his part of his hair. Now Zerber clear that injury Warlow selling the summer main event was more real than stated. Those are saying that Warlow's written out to use to recover his injury. While well, suggesting that it's too serious when Warlow's in the match, Jerry took out the light. The reason he hasn't been back for revenge off the title. Titles due to injury issue. Something Joe was done to set up his t- takeoff timeout. The injury is not believed to be one that will keep him out of action. So, as of Ryan, how long the longer is certified? We out of action mark. So, the injury keeping him rain thus three weeks thus far. We wish Warlow a speed recovery. And yeah, you know, only Warlow had an injury. It was about to happen. So, wrestling is wrestling. So, you gotta be careful what you do. Wrestling is wrestling, and you know, like wrestling, like you like you have wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling is what it is. So yeah, so yeah. This is this is a Russell Only podcast this week. I'll see you next Saturday with a run out Bernard. We don't know yet, so I'll tell you updates when I get there Saturday. So bye.